Welcome to the Eddie Height Podcast. We're continuing our series on uh, the characteristics of a heaven-sent revival. Oh, we're emphasizing, my friends, how in America, and I know in countries where you're listening to, you find the same thing in your country, but America is in such a dire need. You know, I am, will be 76 next month. So I've lived a while in America, and, and what we are seeing today is a totally different country than I grew up in. Wow. Even th- there was there was a a godly culture. No, everybody wasn't Christians, and they had you know there were people who were you, you know who were not Christians and lived ungodly lives and so on. But there was a respect for God. For example, I can remember growing up and um, in school events there would be. Uh, you know, there would be a baccalaureate service and a local pastor would come in at the school, the public school, and he would preach a message uh, to the people. And at events at the school, there would often be, they would open with prayer. Even the sporting events at, at, uh, uh, say, a football game or or something would be opened with prayer. And I would see, like, say, you know, there might be hundreds of people there and, uh, you know, this is in Texas, Oklahoma, and there would be, you know, some people are not wearing a, a hat or cap or any time, but there'd be people, like many people, men wearing caps or uh, cowboy hats and so on, When and, and many of them would not be Christians. They wouldn't go to church, but, you know, when when the, the, the time of prayer came, they would you'd see all of these caps and hats coming off and people bowing their heads because the culture... There was a cultural respect for God and for the things, uh, you know, of, of the Bible. But that has changed. There is an anti-Christian spirit that has been unleashed uh, across this land. And I, I hold the church accountable for many of this because, you know, we are to be salt and light, Jesus said, light. Uh, expels the darkness. Darkness is the absence of light. If you go in a dark room, you want to get rid of the darkness, just turn the light on. And when Jesus spoke these words, this is in Matthew chapter 5, where he said to his followers, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. Uh, The primary use of salt was not for flavoring, although it was used for that, but the primary use was for um, preserving from spoiling because meat, uh, fish, and anything that, that would be would tend to spoil if it was salted down, uh, it would be preserved. It would be protected and would last a long time. And so Jesus was saying, "You will be cultural salt. You're the salt of the earth. You will restrain." the corruption that is in the world. You're the light of the world. You will dispel the darkness. And uh, the darkness has come into America because the church lost its saltiness. The church became more concerned with its own success. It became more concerned with having nice buildings and and became concerned about impressing the surrounding culture rather than impacting the culture. They wanted to be 
accepted and uh, wow and 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 be pleasing to the culture and be liked by the culture and so so much of the american church has been in a state of compromise they lost their saltiness and the corruption has set in their light became dim and the darkness has moved in and so we need a heaven sent revival that will restore the saltiness that will will bring the light back on, shining forth. You know, there's a passage uh, in Philippians that I posted on my uh, Facebook page the other day. And if you'd like to friend me on Facebook, I'm almost to my limit, but I think there's a little room for a few more. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, I am there, Eddie L. Hyatt. There's at least one other Eddie Hyatt, but it's not me. Eddie L. Hyatt, you'll see a picture of Sue and me at the top of the page. And uh, so anyway, you're welcome to follow me. But in Philippians, uh, he said, uh, do all things, Philippians 2, 14 and 15, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God without without fault. Boy, that's a high bar he set for us, isn't it? Without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine. As lights in the world. Well, among whom you shine. Yes, a heaven sent revival will turn the light on in the church. What is the light symbolizing? It's symbolizing the light, the truth of the gospel, the truths of Jesus Christ, the unadulterated word of God spoken in love, but spoken boldly and confidently. Lord, Turn on your light in your people. Once again, we pray in Jesus' name. Now, I mentioned that we're going to talk about prayer, revival, praying in the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, I read to you the passages in Acts about how Jesus uh, told them. He gave priority. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until you are baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, endued with power from on high. These are, are words that are used interchangeably for this same experience of, of being yielded to the Holy Spirit and trusting in, in his empowering presence. And we read Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Uh, so what did they do? Well, they remained in Jerusalem in a 10-day prayer meeting. So right after Jesus gave them these instructions at the Mount of Olives. Verse 12 says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. If I'm not mistaken, that would be two miles. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. And then it lists the names of the 11 disciples. Judas is gone at this time. And uh, it says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. What were they doing? Hey, the, 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 I'm sure they had some fellowship, and we see as we read on that they, they took care of some business and they fellowship, but their central activity was prayer. Verse 14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers, that would be his half-brothers. Um, Joseph and Mary had children after Mary, after Jesus was born. And so these would be his half-brothers, children of Mary and Joseph. And here they are, according to the instructions of Jesus, they're waiting for this, this promised, empowering, 
of the Holy Spirit. And they're spending these several days primarily the central activity is prayer. Talking to God, communicating with Him. And I have a lesson that I taught years ago, uh, and, and it's called Revival Praying, Characteristics of Revival Praying. So characteristics of a heaven-sent revival, this is one of the characteristics. It will be a special kind of prayer, not a lay-me-down-to-sleep prayer, not just some formal prayer, mouthed, uh, you know, with formal religious words. But here are, I have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We may not get through all these today. Well, I will read them, and we may have to uh, elaborate on them tomorrow. But the characteristics of revival praying, the kind of prayer that will bring an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the scene, the first one is intense. And by intense prayer, I mean prayer that is sincere, that is earnest, that is passionate that is fervent and even desperate. It is a prayer of the heart, intense prayer. Revival praying will be focused, focused prayer, not just praying around the world for everything and everybody you can think of, but focused prayer. I'll elaborate on that tomorrow. Revival praying is bold prayer. <laughs> We'll talk about that tomorrow. Revival praying is persistent prayer. It is prayer that does not give up, doesn't throw in the towel. It presses through every discouragement, every obstacle. Revival praying is prayed in faith, expecting that God will do what you're asking him to do. Revival praying is prayer that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. Revival praying is prayer that is attentive, that doesn't do all the talking, but also listens to God and prayerfully reads his word. I believe reading God's word is a part of prayer. It can be a part of what we call prayer when we read it in, in, a, in, in, a, in a prayerful state, attentive, listening to God to speak to us by his spirit through his word. So, here, here's something that, that is very true. There has never been a significant spiritual awakening apart from such committed, fervent prayer, even if beginning with only two or three people, and no such revival has continued after such prayer has waned. So I know we have at least two or three that are joining me on this, this podcast. I believe there are many more. There's evidence that there are many more. Let's do it together. And let's, let's, let, let's agree together, as Jesus spoke about in Matthew 18, 19, if any two of you agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'm in the midst of them, Jesus said. Let's do it together now and say, God, send a heaven-sent revival to America once again, to Canada, Ireland, Pakistan, Uganda. God, send another heaven-sent revival, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Eddie Hyde. We're going we're gonna to talk more in detail about these characteristics of revival praying tomorrow. You don't want to miss this. And um, check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. 
you want to know about revival, I encourage you to get my textbook, 2,000 Years of Charismatic Christianity, and the accompanying uh, teaching manual and study guide that has 20 lessons, uh, 20 outlined lessons uh, with questions and answers and all kinds of study helps there, um, has pictures, uh, has some uh, essays also included to elaborate on the lessons, but 20 lessons, uh, which it is to equip anyone to teach this as a course in any situation, perhaps in a church, uh, perhaps a, a home study. So check it out. It's on my website. It's also available at uh, Amazon, and I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow.